You're back on the drive with Mike and Dave, December 3rd, 3.30, playing a little Andy Williams, most wonderful time of the year. It's episode four. Why are we playing Christmas music on December 3rd? You may be thinking, well, Dave, first topic, I think. Is it too early to put up Christmas lights? When is too early? You know, I always, I hate... When people put up Christmas lights before Thanksgiving, it doesn't doesn't really make sense to me. Let's uh, let's celebrate Thanksgiving. Everyone likes the Thanksgiving holiday. You know, in my family, we don't usually put them up to like December like tenth. We're a little late. But we also leave them up till about February, so uh, we're a little late. We look, you know, we're put them up late, take them down. Late. Late. You know, it looks like a Mexican restaurant in the front of our house for a little bit uh, <laughs> with all the lights in February. But you know, it's uh. I don't know. I, I have a, I have a problem with people putting them up the day after Halloween. Yeah, you can't put them up the day after Halloween. But I will say we put up our lights the week of Thanksgiving, I would say. Kids are back home from college. Before Thanksgiving, though. But they're not on. They're up on the roof. But they're do you, around do you have the like trees. an inflatable or something that's in the yard or something? Yes, the snowman that we got from Costco, you can still get them today, is in the yard. But it's not lit up yet. You wait till the night of Thanksgiving when we have all of our family over, all the cousins, all 35 of us. Then they go on at 5.30 when it's dark and everyone goes outside and looks at the lights that are put up. That's, that's cool. I, I'm more of like, do it December 1st. Wait, you get one month of Christmas. Yeah. I see. It's just easier. And then the day after Thanksgiving, that's when the decorations go up in the house. That's when the tree goes up. It goes up that Friday or Saturday, usually Saturday, because you spend Friday all day shopping Black Friday. So I think it's okay to have them up early as long as the lights aren't on. You don't want to be the house with the lights on first week of November. No, no. Well, it's it's crazy how the ads just come up and uh, you know all of a sudden it's November first and you're watching the same ad you've seen for the past five years. How about cust- our companies? They have these recurring Christmas ads you see every year. Like the Eminem ad. I'm thinking of the Eminem ad. Yeah. Where they scare Eminem. Santa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like how many – that's been on since – I mean as long as I can remember. 2001. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Christmas music, you know, that starts getting played on FM radio early. First week, of, you know, of that Thanksgiving. It's interesting. I think though after Thanksgiving, it's, it's good. It's fine. You know, I walking through DIA on our way back – I saw like the United, they had the Christmas wreaths up and on their gates. I liked it. They're playing Christmas music in the terminal. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a Scrooge here, but I, I just, I, I need, it's not special if it's, if it's a round. sixth of the year right. with two months. Agreed. And then when do you take them down? Do you do the 12 days of Christmas? Did you, I mean, I heard the other day, so, someone didn't even know the 12 days of Christmas started that's, that's on crazy. Christmas. I mean, it's a real thing. It, uh, December 25th is the first day of Christmas. It goes until January, I don't know, 4th. Maybe, um, and uh, you know we used to do in our family. We kind of stopped doing it. Is you'd open a few presents on Christmas, and then you'd open one present every day of Christmas until you ran out of presents. The issue with that was you'd find out who get the most gifts really quick because the fifth day of Christmas you'd be out of gifts, and then my sister would have gifts up until the thirteenth or fourteenth day of Christmas. Huh. Sure. You don't do it the night before Christmas. Are you a Christmas you? Eve opener? No. No. But do you do a one gift opening? We used to. I, I don't like it anymore. You know, because I think back in the day we used to get all kinds of presents. Now I think I get four presents. Right. Things you need. Yeah, things you need. You know. New pair of shoes. They're, they're new nicer coat. presents. 
you know, in terms of price, it's not like I'm asking for a Nerf gun, but, you know, I, uh, you know, you kind of miss having 40 presents for Christmas. Right, but I was always, you know, the priest at our church, he gave the same homily every Christmas Eve mass. We're midnight massers on Christmas Eve. And he'd talk about, A, you always need batteries. He's like, uh, Santa always needs that batteries Christmas Day. You know, the same homily. kind of got old. But the one thing he said his family did was open a gift on Christmas Eve. And I, I don't think that's what Christmas is about. I think you wait till Christmas Day. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The Christmas Eve, the one open, I don't know. I remember opening, it was a little, uh, it was like a mat and it looked like a football. It had football player, plastic football players, and you line them up. Uh, and I remember opening that Christmas Eve and playing with that before Christmas Eve. But I, I'm like, let's wait. You wake up early. That's part of it. Wake up early. You wake right. up your parents who have been up since one in the morning, you know, being Santa. Right. And, uh, you know, they do not want to be up at six in the morning. But uh, you wake them up. Anyways. You wake them up anyway. You open presents. And we always had a nice, nice breakfast Christmas. And then we open presents. And then we usually watch some sort of Christmas movie. Elf or Major Pain was a big Christmas movie. At our house Most people don't find that a, a Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. Nah, you know, I, it's, it's, it really is a Christmas classic. And then we, uh, we have a big dinner on Christmas night. Have you ever heard of a butter braid? Yes, we have that every Christmas morning. Those, we have that every Christmas morning too. You're kidding. <laughs> what, cinnamon. Tell me it's cinnamon. Most of the time. Or, Sometimes apple, it's cherry. I, I, can't, I, I like the cinnamon. I don't like the, the cherry. blueberry. There's a blueberry Oh, one. they are good. Though. You put them out the night before. They rise. rise. Yeah, yeah, 10 yeah, hour yeah. rise. Mom's up by 5 a.m. putting well, it in yeah, the at oven. At my sister's school, they used to do a butter braid drive. So they, you know, we'd buy the butter braid, buy like five of them, and then we'd have them Christmas morning, usually January 1st morning, and like, I don't know. The other holidays, you buy six. Yeah. And here's a, you know, sidetrack here. Back when I was in eighth grade and I, you know, wanted to make money because that's what you do as a kid. You run lemonade stands. We would yeah. do, you know, butter braid fundraisers and stuff. For those of you that don't know what a butter braid is, it's basically a pastry. It's like popcorn for Boy Scouts. It's, you know, yeah. a, you raise money by selling these butter braids. You buy them for $7, sell them for 12 It's just how the fundraiser works. Well, when I was in eighth grade, I wanted to make some money. So I start selling butter braids and I go try to pick them up from the distribution factory. Oh. I'm like, hey, I sold 60 <laughs> butter braids. And they're like, what's the fundraiser? I'm like, there is none. <laughs> and the guy's like, well... We kind of do this like for fundraising stuff. So that's why our prices are the way they are. And I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" So he ends is, up. Is there no way to buy butter braids? Just no. Like it's only you always got to look up what fundraiser is going on. Huh. But you know, he ends up giving I, it to me. They I'm must a kid. Run it as a nonprofit, then. Right. So he ends up giving it to me. You know, as because he's a nice guy, and he's like, "Hey, in the future, like you don't just go sell them." Hmm. So from that point forward, the fundraiser became Michael's College Fund. And then, you know... Then you'd buy a bunch of... Right. That, that's then, smart. Yeah, then you make up fundraisers. You no, know, it's interesting because, you know, you only have them about this time of the year. It's the only time you can really get a good butter braid. And people want to buy them. Yeah. yeah. You, they don't sell them in stores, so... Yeah, no, I remember... Yeah, I remember selling Boy Scout popcorn when I was, like, second grade. Got to go to the... Got to go to Mile High Stadium and meet some unknown player, but it was cool to meet him. And, yeah. yeah. I want a Razor scooter, electric Razor scooter. Be, for being top top seller in the troop, mm -hmm. this was back in Cub Scouts, right? Cub Scouts, Scouts. That's a, yeah, Cub Scouts. Is what I and I got to pick out of a magazine. There was a bunch of you know stuff that probably would have been useful. No, I remember down they the give you the catalog of what you could. A win. catalog, and there was probably stuff that would have been more useful than the electric razor scooter. I think no, my dad was convincing me to get like you know the new car, but I was like, no, dad, the razor <laughs> scooter. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that was uh, that was good stuff. Did you guys ever do jump rope for heart at your school? No. 
have to do jump rope for heart and the whole idea was you send a video to your relatives and they donate you know you jump rope. i couldn't jump, jump rope, rope though i couldn't jump rope until i was about in fifth grade i didn't i don't know what it was i, I always trip on the rope i did never i never really quite got down the the ability to jump rope. Even now, I always jump too high or too short. I, I can't get the right the jump. The speed isn't right with Well, you got to have a little jump. I always jumped way too high. And I would be like, you know. But then, you know, there's always some. My older sister could do like the two two loops in one jump. You know, she did jump yeah. rope for hard. But I wasn't good enough. The, the girls used to play back in middle school. The girls would get two long ropes. Two jump ropes. Oh, double dutch. Double dutch. Good and they would sing different songs yeah. and they find out how they, they name letters and then you find out who their crush is because they go A, B, C, D and they end up tripping on F mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. what do you know, Frankie and Sarah are getting married the next week in I know. school. Well, did you ever do like where you like the long rope and they tie like some sort of, maybe there wasn't even tied something tied to it, it was a big long rope and the gym teacher would go in a circle and you had to jump over it yeah. and got caught on you you were out. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, well, same thing with the with the long rope. If you could have four people jump and rope at once, well, it was crazy. I was crazy how good those girls were at double dutch. I I couldn't. I'd get in there and it would just be a mess. No, usually the boys were playing. Yeah, football, four square or football. Four square was really popular. Oh, really? We had two hand touch football was big, and then a little basketball, but mostly football. Yeah, we made up a game called Sugby, which was just handball, but you kicked it in the net, and that got really popular at recess. Did you have, and you had morning recess before you were allowed to go into school at 8 a.m.? If you were dropped off early, everyone would be playing in the parking lot until the bell rang at 8 a.m. Yeah, yeah, at 8 a.m. And unless you had, like, some, there was always, um, who was it? It was a kindergarten teacher, was her name. I want to say her name, but she was always on, she was, if she was on duty, she'd make you line up. But if, if not, then we'd have the basketball hoop on the asphalt, which they since taken down and made a chicken coop. But there used to be a little, so you, you play, you know, some sort of basketball and you know the eighth graders would be like bullying the the only detention i ever got in k through eight you had detention was mondays after school was you weren't allowed to dunk on the kids hoop oh well one day when i thought nobody was <laughs> what, looking what grade were you in? i was in eighth okay i thought no one was looking mr talbot the art teacher out of the corner of the eye sees me go up no ball i just mm-hmm. go jump on the rim because supposedly it was a weak rim you know it was for kids and i hang on the hoop like i was michael jordan and yeah. there I was, caught in detention Monday the next week. No, I, I got one as well, and it was for uh, – it was a science project in fifth grade. And I, I guess, you know, Mr. Sloan made it clear that it needed to be colored, and I did not color it. And that was good enough for <laughs> detention. <laughs> you know, it just makes you wonder what teachers were doing back in the day because detention scared you. I was really crying when well, I got in detention. Our detention wasn't after school. Well, it was later on, but then – the tension would be at recess. So you would get, it was isolated lunch. So you would sit on this pew against the wall where everyone could just look at you and you ate by yourself. I and see. then you'd go in the classroom and do nothing for 20 minutes for recess. Yeah. Isolated lunch was the worst because you're in, you're with everyone in the cafeteria, but yeah. you're by yourself and you, people try to come up and make you laugh I, I, and stuff. There's no way they can still do that punishment no, and I'll never forget our bench was a pew from the church. No, ours was literally a pew from the church, and you would just you, they would say like, "Oh, like they you're, would getting, you're getting out sent to the kids. bench." And if yeah. you were sent to the bench, it was really a pew. Yes, from church. It was a, a church. <laughs> it was a church pew in the waiting room of when you had to go see the principal. I found myself on the bench a few times. I was on the bench a few times as well. Yeah, that's how it goes. I was able to talk my way into recess, but I, I, I had a few benches. Yeah. All right. Well. Switching topics, we have a crazy, crazy, um, we've, we've been gone for two weeks, 
Um, we want to apologize, by the way. A lot of viewers said yeah, they missed out on our Thanksgiving know, episode. It was tough. How break was, you know, it was a little, we were going to go skiing, but there's no snow. Denver no hasn't snow. seen Let's snow. Let's talk about that for a sec. The Colorado set a record for not having snow. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Um, the first snow of the season still hasn't happened in Colorado. Yeah, I think it has to, I think it has to accumulate. Flakes don't count. I flakes saw flakes. Count. You have to ask the little accumulation. This hasn't happened since. I can give you the number. It was set in 1889. Are we breaking it? The record's been broken. Uh, it's gone 223 days wow. without snow. This was last week. And it pushed the all-time record. 235 snowless days. That was set 134 years ago. Wow. Well, I'm looking at the forecast right now. And they may get snow a week from today would be the earliest and it's still like sleep so i don't think it's going to accumulate and in the mountains the even though the temperatures are on the warm side the head of veil said their crews are going to continue to work around the clock yeah and take the, advantage of the conditions for snow making and you know opening the new terrain and yeah. new lifts because they can make snow you know still. after how snowy it was last year and the first snow of the year last year i think it was in august um we were due for a bad, a bad snow year, I think, in Colorado. Yeah. I think it's going to be, cycle. it's not going to be good. I mean, who knows? Maybe we're due for an insane spring. I don't know. It would it, be nice it feels dry. It feels dry. I don't know. I think we're going to have a serious, serious drought issue in the summer. There's just no snowpack. Agreed. I agree. So, talking about sports, skiing's a sport, we're going to move into college football. Yeah, college football. Before was, we move into the football side, let's talk about the movement of coaches. Yes, probably the biggest coaching move in forever, it feels like. Lincoln Riley, the young OU coach who took over for Stoops, Coach Stoops, legend, uh, in 2017, he is uh, moved to USC. And with him, uh, a five-star recruit quarterback moved with him. And uh, it seems like everyone and their sister from OU is hitting the transfer portal. Um, a huge deal, 10-year deal. He gets a private jet, or at least privileges to the private jet. They bought his two houses for 500000 over the asking prices for each house, a million dollars there. Uh, they bought him a $6 million house. It's, it's an enormous contract, and uh, it looks like USC uh, could be the team to beat in the Pac-12. I don't know, did Lincoln Riley move to uh, get out of the SEC and get an easier conference that he can run the show? He moves out of the SEC because I think he knows it's going to be hard to win in there. Right. And then you have a coach named Brian Kelly who made the mistake to go to the SEC. From Notre, who would – to who me, would the Notre Dame head coach is a dream job. You don't have a conference. You're going to have a strong schedule every year. If you win in it, you're going to be a playoff contender. But it's not strong enough to where it's like overly difficult. You're going to play a few good teams. And if you can beat those few games, you're going to do great. Every, you have a huge fan base, enormous contract with NBC Sports. And you're Sports. at Notre Dame. Touchdown Jesus. Touchdown Jesus. It's like, that is, I mean. Green I and gold. Right up there with Alabama in terms of like prestige. the prestige job. And Alabama is only a prestige job because of recent success. Right. Notre Dame is like this like. Hundreds of years success. Yeah, Rudy. Right. Go it, back to Rudy right. times. It's right up there with like, I think, I always think Miami, USC, and Notre Dame are like these like football, and UT are like this, like, this football school. And like, I mean, now they're kind of all 
they're not all what they were, but I mean, USC looks like they're going to rebuild. But Notre Dame, I mean, what a job. And they don't play by the rules. Right. You and just hope Notre Dame can now win without Brian Kelly. I think they will. I think they have too big of a donor base. Here's a fun little stat for you. So over the past 30 years, there have been 12 instances of a coach winning at least 11 games uh-huh. in his final season at a Power 5 school. Of the 12 coaches, five left for the NFL. Okay. Five resigned. The other two instances was a coach taking a job at a different college football program. Following along? Following along. Those two instances, same guy, Brian Kelly, when he left Cincinnati for Notre Dame and now leaving Notre Dame for LSU. I mean, that just goes to show you what a bad move it is. Well, I don't think it's a good move because Cincinnati to Notre Dame makes sense. Like, no one's going to fault you for that. Even if the Cincy coach now moved for, like, uh, I don't know, let's say the Cincy coach moved to go to any sort of bigger. Texas. Texas, yeah. Like, no one would fault him for that. Right. Notre Dame is, like, it's not a worse program than LSU. Yeah, LSU is, like, a, it's a cool school. They just won the national championship. And um, maybe they feel like uh, that they you can't win a national championship in Notre Dame. But I don't know. I don't know. You have um, Mark Stoops. Sorry, not Mark Stoops. Bob Stoops takes Bob over Stoops. as the interim coach. Mark Stoops, who's the head coach at University of Kentucky, his mm-hmm. brother, I think Kentucky had a really good football team this year. I like their quarterback. I watched them beat Louisville mm-hmm. uh, last week. They blew them out of the water. They were underdogs. That was my lock of the week. One of them. <laughs> Unnamed. Reach, reach it was, there, it was an unknown. <laughs> but just so you know, my, no, they, my they Cincinnati a, lock. They had a great season. They're ranked 23rd right now. And they're their gonna quarterback. Have a, they're going to have a solid bowl. I think Will Levis, their quarterback, is going to be a star in the NFL. Yeah. I don't. He's not going to go to the transfer portal and go anywhere, but he's going to be someone yeah. that is going to do great things in the NFL. I think I've watched him play all season. I've, I like following these underdog type teams. Kentucky starting yeah. off ranked. It was fun following them. Will Levis, great athlete. To your point on that, there's always you know everyone says SEC, Alabama, Georgia, and they're always going to be good. But you also Brian Kelly's going to have to deal with teams like Kentucky and Arkansas and Ole Miss, who right now is ranked eighth in the nation. Like. There's, it's such a deep Another lock conference. of the week, then beating Mississippi State. It right. wasn't named, but it was right. my, my lock Mike's, of the week. Mike's, you know, but I think, I think that's what makes it such a tough move. Maybe he's ready to play SEC competition, but unless you're Alabama or Georgia, and not even Georgia doesn't make it every year, Alabama's like this unicorn of, uh, you know, just like powerhouse in college football. You don't win. You don't have good seasons every year in the SEC. Unless you're Nick Saban. You do not have good seasons every year in the SEC. Not even Georgia can do it. You know, right. you, I, I, don't, I don't understand the move. Notre Dame every year is in the top ten. I would like to see uh, LSU struggle with Brian. I don't want Brian Cody to see the mistake he made. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't, isn't, Notre Dame's not a job you move on from, I feel like. Not easily. All right. Well, we have um, a really, really interesting weekend coming up. Championship weekend. A lot of playoff implications on the line. There's just one more ranking left uh, in two days from now, Sunday. We will know which four teams will be playing Selection Sunday. Um, a lot. So the big the games with playoff implications, Bama at Georgia, of course. Georgia probably is in win or lose. Uh, do you think Bama's in? I don't, they if lose? they lose to Georgia, if they, it depends on the score. I think if they can keep it within the spread, which is a seven-point yeah. favorite. I think it also depends on if, like, Oklahoma State wins. Or something. Great. If Oklahoma State wins, then they move up. 
uh, depending on what Notre Dame does this weekend. Yeah. Well, let's say, let's say Georgia wins, Oklahoma State kills Baylor, and Cincinnati, Michigan wins, and Cincinnati loses, or Cincinnati wins, but close to Houston. Are they still in? The only team, I think the only way, let's talk about for Notre Dame to get in. I'm talking about, like, that, I'm talking about does Oklahoma State get in? I know Notre Dame maybe. Can Oklahoma so, State get in if, let's say, Cincinnati wins close and Oklahoma wins, like, just creams Baylor? I don't know. I don't know. Because I think, you know, I forget that Notre Dame's sixth. I don't know why I thought they were fifth. So, really, it only is going to be Oklahoma State that has a chance to get in. I think Notre Dame's done. You think Notre Dame's done? Do you think – is there a way Oklahoma State gets in if, let's say, Bama – well, Bama loses, I guess. Well, well, even if – let's say George – let's say Bama wins, Michigan if, wins, and since he Michigan wins – Michigan beats Iowa – Well, no, what I'm saying, how does Oklahoma State get in? Who would lose? Who needs – who needs – Let's say – let's say Bama – let's say Georgia loses and everybody else wins. No. Say, let's say Alabama loses. Maybe. I don't think Alabama can go in with two losses, but it's the NCAA, and they might want to see Alabama. Yeah. Well, I think, and that comes down to the do they do they stick to the 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 formula? There's been the only objectivity the college football playoff has had is two lost teams do not make it in. I think they have to stick with it. You have to. You can't let Alabama in yeah. if they lose to Georgia, and but that also depends on the score. If it's within the touchdown, I think they can stay. Yeah, I would like to see Notre Dame. I love seeing Notre Dame get in, but I don't know how. I really don't. I think you have to look at, like, maybe, let's see, Bama loses and Oklahoma State loses. Does Notre Dame get in? Yeah. You need Oklahoma State to lose and either Michigan and any of those teams in there to lose. Yeah. Yeah. And Cincy's got to. Is it Cincy's that win and you're in, or does Cincy have to win the Sun? Cincy win and they're good. You think they proved themselves all season. I think they'll be fine. Right. Um, I mean, even, like, can a one-loss Cincy team, because Cincy be Notre Dame head-to-head. I don't know. Cincy loses. And Notre Dame wins, so they leapfrog. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It, I, it really, you know, it's going to be tough, too, is if you're a player and you're blowing and you win, you do everything you can. For example, Oklahoma State, if yeah. they do everything they can to win, they still make it. It's you know, it's just every year with it. It always feels like another UCF or a TCU where they just win the last game of the season and they should be in and they... We've talked about it earlier. I think we talked about the last episode. We need to just expand, expand the college football yeah, I think 12 is a perfect number. 8 or 12. I agree. Um, and I think Notre Dame wants to win without Brian Kelly. We talked about Lincoln Riley's contract. Yeah. Part of Brian Kelly's contract includes two courtesy vehicles and two car allowances, car allowances worth $1,000 a month. And then he gets an interest-free loan up to $1.2 million in order to buy his house. 50 <laughs> hours of travel per year on a private plane. Jeez. I mean, it's just ridiculous, the money they have no, in these crazy. schools. It's crazy. Like, and it's like, I don't think... You know, the NFL, it's like, oh, NFL is a nicer, it's a, it's a nicer job, you know. In the NFL, you don't have to worry about, like, transfers. You don't have to worry about academics. But these colleges will. They have all the money in the world. They will pony up the money for these coaches and the benefits these guys get. You're signing a 10-year deal, and you have all the power. Yeah. You know, I think Oklahoma State, if you want to talk locks of the week really quick for NCAA. Yeah. We got time for that? Yeah, yeah. Oklahoma State playing at noon. Dr. Pepper, Big 12 Championship. I had to go with that game, Dr. Pepper. Um, <laughs> it's, it's right here. It's, it's, it's 20 minutes away. Right. Oklahoma State's going to beat Baylor. At, I mean, they'll definitely cover the five-point spread. 
Mm-hmm. And here's why. Oklahoma State, it's a must-win for them. Baylor, do they – yeah, they want the Big 12 ring, sure, but this game means nothing for them. Uh, yeah, my lock is Bama plus 6.5. I could see Bama beating Georgia. I, I think 6.5 is going to be a close game regardless. I think Bama – I don't know if Bama beats Georgia, but I think they cover plus six and a half. I think they less Nick than a Saban touchdown. Nick Saban finds a way. Nick Saban usually finds a way. We've seen this movie before with Georgia and Bama. And Georgia beat Bama in the SEC championship. Uh, and then I think Bama came back to win in the national championship. So, uh, you know, maybe – I don't think it's – you're not going to blow out Alabama in the um, uh, SEC championship. Their one loss is to A&M, and it was a close game. Very close game. Yeah. Um, another big update in sports. Tiger Woods closing the door for now. For now, yeah. Um, First press conference since his car accident that happened last February. Um, he made it clear that um, it, it's kind of over. I uh, tried to tell us, you know, in an interview, like, it's time for me to kind of slow down. He said it was too much on his back. Um it's sad. Tiger Woods, though, he, it could have been a lot worse for him. He could have had his legs amputated. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, he's lucky to be alive, I think. Uh, and he knows it. Well, I mean, I bet we see him on the golf course again. Oh, we will. I, to the no same doubt. level he was at, no. Maybe, you know, a, a couple fundraising type stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's 45. I mean, look, Mickelson won it at 50. Won a major at 50. So, you know, it happens. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if there's one person who could come back and win another major after something as horrific as that car crash, it's Tiger Woods. Right. Yeah, he said in the interview, I don't foresee this leg ever being what it used to be. Yeah, and I mean, that's fair. I mean, the, the guy almost lost a leg. Yeah. So that's news in the golf world. Um, do we want to talk a little NFL? I yeah, could... let's talk a little NFL. No, I, I had a good weekend, so uh, my week I went to the... Got to go to the Avs game, Colorado Avalanche game, and they... They're starting to pick it up. They're picking it up. They've won, I think, eight out of the last ten or something like that. They, you know, they destroyed the Anaheim Ducks, so got to go with my dad. And then my dad went to the Bronco game where they were not favored against the Chargers. The Chargers looked like they were good, and they... It was not a close game. The Broncos... I saw two great games uh, with my dad. Two blowouts, and the Broncos' defense looked... It was a little reminiscent of that Super Bowl defense. Yeah. Just a little bit. Pat Sertain. The Orange Crush. Yeah, well, no fly zone. <laughs> the Orange Crush. The Orange Crush goes back to like 97. Is, Orange Crush is like a little, little farther back. Maybe 80s. Yeah. Early 90s. Early maybe? 90s. Look at Let's that. go with that. Yeah, I'll go early 90s. No, it was, it was great. And <laughs> Patrick Sertain, the rookie quarterback, first round pick for the Broncos, he looks like a, like a stud. Two yeah, picks. Patrick Sertain's good. Let's hope he stays with the Broncos. Well, yeah, and you know who knows what what they may have to trade to get a, like a solid quarterback if they go after a Deshaun Watson or an Aaron Rodgers or even a Russell Wilson. They're gonna have to give up give up a lot of a lot of goods to get a quarterback like that. And uh, will Patrick Tain be in that package? Who knows? I hope not, because he looks he looks good. He looks like the next Champ Bailey for the Broncos. And I think I don't know. Do the Broncos have a chance again this Sunday? Yeah, against the Chiefs Sunday night football. They flexed us into the Sunday night football window. And, uh, you know, last time, Sunday night football last year, we played them close. We had the lead until the very end. So, I don't know. The Chiefs are as hot as anybody right now, though. I think the Patriots and the Chiefs are the two hottest teams in football. And I think the Chiefs are 
honestly, like... There's confidence in the Denver Broncos. There's confidence. It's on the upswing. Yeah, they're on the upswing. You know, a win, and all of a sudden, it's like, wow. We're gonna we're not going just for the wild card spot. We're going to go after this division. Right. With the win. A loss, and it's like, ah, same old Broncos. You know, promising season. and Let's, you know, time to click the rebuild. Um... Yeah, I think I, it would be nice to see the Broncos win. It would be huge. I mean, it's, I think it's an 11-game losing streak they have against the Chiefs right now. Right. So they need to win on Sunday night. And Sunday night football, everyone's going to be watching. Lock of the week, though, for me is going to be the Falcons. It's an 11-point underdog over the Bucks. Keep it they, close against the Bucks. It's a divisional game. They can keep plus so 11. Those divisional games, more often than not, are decided by a touchdown or less, I feel like. Yeah. The Bucks, they're good. They're not great. The Falcons struggle, but they're also yeah. not – they're no Jets. You know, they're going to be – they no, can play the Bucs just fine. Yeah. They'll be able to cover the 11-point spread. Well, so. Yeah, and, and they're acting like their quarterback is, you know, Zach Wilson and not Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's right. an old vet. He's won the MVP before. Like, he, he'll keep it. I feel like I, – I think that's a good lock. My lock is Washington football team plus one against the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I think the Raiders are reeling. I think we're going to see – we're finally seeing the effect of them losing all these players, all these first-round picks – and their head coach, and now the interim coach effect has kicked in where they win their first game and they lose most of the rest. And that think, would be Washington's fourth win in a row. Fourth win in a row. And they I, beat the Bucks. they beat the Panthers, Seahawks, and now you're telling me they're going to beat the Raiders. I too. think they're going to beat the Raiders. Well, plus one. They could tie the Raiders. It's true. They could tie. Uh, but, no, I think they beat them. I think they beat them. Uh, I think uh, – I, I just like – I like Taylor Heineke. He's a good story, and I just – you know, more than I like the the Washington football team, I just dislike the Raiders. Like, they are just – I think they're reeling. I think we're really going to see this team struggle to put points on the board and struggle to play defense. Yeah. One thing on college basketball, I don't know how many of you guys follow that, but Duke beats Gonzaga, the number one seed. Mm. 84 to 81, they beat them by three. But then Gonzaga goes to Tarleton State. And they're losing at halftime. Or no, they're, they're up by one at yeah. halftime. They end up closing it 64-55, final score. But it was 55-55 with a minute to go in the second half. So it's just interesting to see Tarleton State, yeah. who they're 1-6. They don't have a picture on Google. But they <laughs> Michigan only beats them by nine. So they play these teams pretty no, good. And that's why, and like we saw the Utah Valley upset number twelve BYU. Like this is this is what makes March Madness so great. They give you one game, and upsets happening in and college Duke, basketball. Duke lost to Ohio State. That was the other one. So Duke beats Gonzaga. Gonzaga barely beats Tarleton State, and then Duke goes and loses to Ohio State seventy one sixty six. Yeah. So there's your upsets. Yeah. What's um, Ohio State ranked? They're ranked, I believe. They're unranked. Unranked. Wow. Unranked. So that was that. Um, that's all I got for sports. For sports, yeah, that's about all I got too. Covered basketball, NFL, yeah, a little no, bit of college. Good. Well, Spotify Wrapped came out. Spotify Wrapped came out, and I, I don't want to say I'm uncultured, but I don't listen to rap. It's not really up my no, alley. So, no, my number one was Drake. So yeah, see, that's, I, I, he I'm wasn't right, on my I'm top right five hundred. But I will say the number one streamed artist of the year. I feel like I should know who he is. I feel like I'm not that out of the loop. Mm-hmm. His name is Bad Bunny. Never Bad heard of him. Bunny. He's like the he's a Latino artist, right? Latino artist. He had 9.1 billion streams. That's yeah. more than Taylor Swift, who came out That's with her new album. 
Never heard of the guy. Bad no, Bunny. It's interesting, these non-American artists who are like, because Ed Sheeran's super popular. And- yeah, this guy, Bad Bunny. Now, this is all across the world, not just the U.S. So Bad right. Bunny's number one. Taylor Swift is number two. And then number three I haven't even heard of. BTS. It's a Korean boy band. Korean oh, I have heard, I've heard of them. I've heard of them. They are never heard. Of, I don't. I could probably not name a song from them, but yeah. And then you get into guys I know. I know who Drake is. I've heard of Justin Bieber. <laughs> I think you're saying that right, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Justin Bieber, The Weeknd. I've heard of those guys. It's interesting, though. I mean, yeah. No, it's interesting because you think you would think that the top artists would be like either like Drake, Justin Bieber, or maybe someone Taylor I Swift. would know. Yeah. Yeah, like like these American guys, but like yeah, no, they, no, it's the international bad, world. They listen to. It was in the Bad Bunny. Bunny and, <laughs> Bad Bunny and Ed Sheeran. Yeah, so... You know, what's interesting, I was thinking about this, is I think what's the charts are so wrapped up in TikTok songs. I think if you looked at the charts before TikTok, it was like, okay, yeah, these are songs on the radio. Now it's like, these songs from the 80s will be like, you know, it'll be like these old 80s songs that get popular on TikTok. And, and people sudden, don't even know what they are. Right, they don't know what they are. Like, like what's the Michael Jackson? It's a... Uh, I always feel like someone's watching me. Yeah. I remember listening to that song and I was like, it was a good song. It was on the charts a few days ago or maybe a week or two ago just because people started listening to it again on TikTok for whatever TikTok trends. It's, it's really interesting. Well, and there's a new song by Doja Cat. Oh, yeah. What a time to be alive. Yeah, yeah it's one. four seconds of the song and I can't think of the name of the song, but she's, you know, popular now because of TikTok. No, it's, it'll be, you it'll can be, find TikTok dude, playlists. It's, it's 10 seconds of a song. And it makes the song the number one on the charts. The TikTok playlist songs is random artists that are now famous because they make a TikTok about them. There's the A, B, C, D, E, F, U. Awful <laughs> song. But it's famous now because pe- girls are on there singing it about their ex-boyfriends. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. So, it, it's, it's really weird. TikTok changes the culture it changes, of music. It's interesting that that will change the culture of music. And I, you know, honestly, I thought it would fizzle out by now. But... But no, it's, I don't see. It well, it's becoming like an Instagram. It's becoming like every single major brand has it now. You look up any major brand, they yeah. have TikTok. Now. Well, and I will say the safety. I know people are concerned with China interfering, right, right. cybersecurity. It's, I think it's a Chinese. But TikTok is. It's a, it's just as dangerous as having Snapchat or Instagram. Or Facebook. It's or, all yeah. social media is the same. Yeah, you just got to be careful what you put out there. Um, I will say it's interesting to see which companies now are saying trying to be politically correct with Happy Holidays versus Merry Christmas. The other day, someone told me Merry Christmas, which is good to hear. It is nice to hear. It's like you know, does that really have to offend everyone? I like, I have no issue if someone tells me Happy Holidays. I'm not gonna be like, oh, don't you mean Merry Christmas? Like, and I get it. It's like it's it is Thanksgiving and the New Year and Christmas. But, you know, it is nice to see him at Christmas. That's what everyone's looking forward to. Just say it. Right. And we just hope and that... I get, and, like, and I know, like, a big thing is, like, the uh, the Jewish people celebrate Hanukkah, and they're, like, you know, they're not going to... They don't celebrate Christmas as much. Not all Jewish people, but some. Um, I know that's a big deal, and people celebrate Kwanzaa. And I know there's a lot of holidays around that. I have no issue with people saying happy holidays, but you don't... I feel like you see Merry Christmas less and less every year. It's kind of sad. Yeah, it is sad, but... It's nice to hear. And then I was going to add something on Christmas. Oh, it is nice. This new Omicron variant is mm-hmm. in the U.S. It's tanking the stock market. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. It'll bounce back. <laughs> it always does. It always does. But it's tough right now having to sit through that. Yeah. But you would just hope that people still celebrate the holidays like normal. Everyone sees their family. I, I have season. a hard time. Like, I think people probably maybe took the holidays off in 2020. I think people are back together now i mean obviously like the omicron variant we don't really know how bad it's gonna be supposedly but... it's more contagious but less harmful huh 
So That's more people are going to get it, but it's I'll just have to, I'll have to ask my mom. My mom works in the COVID unit of the ICU in, uh, at, in Denver, so I'll have to ask her what's going on. I don't, I don't know how, how many more people. I think there are a few more people in COVID. It is, it, I mean, it is, it is weird that it, how bad some people take it and how, how easy some people wipe it out. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, boosters out. Yeah, Omnicron. Yeah, but no, it'll be interesting. I think a lot more people are going to be. I wonder where they get the all. name. It's so they go through the Greek alphabet. So Omicron's part of the Greek alphabet. Yeah, Omicron is whatever. So it's however to be variants. There's been the Delta variant was the fourth variant of COVID that they discovered. Now Omicron is whatever. Omicron is what the fifteenth letter of the Greek alphabet or something. Thirteenth. Thirteenth. So this thirteenth variant, and then once they get to Omega, they'll go Alpha Alpha. Interesting. The more you know. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be. I don't know. That, that's that's straight from my mom. So I asked her the same question. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, one more thing to talk about, Mike, running the Ironman, Ironman, Houston, Houston Texas, Ironman, Texas. Uh, doing a donation drive. I donated. I would. I'll say I was the first to donate. The donor drive has been set up. The links there. Yeah. So donate to Mike. He wants to run it. I'm gonna go down and see him run it. Uh, so yeah, don't. He needs donations. He's got to raise thirty five hundred total and seventeen fifty by. January 23rd. January 23rd. So, so donate. halfway there, at the halfway date, you got to be halfway to 3,500. So we could use that. I'm, I'm excited for the show next week. This college football will be glued to the TV no, it'll all be day Saturday. It'll be a huge weekend in college football. And huge day Sunday. It'll be interesting when the rankings come out. We might do an early show next week to talk about the rankings that they come out. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. And then Army-Navy game after that. Army-Navy game Which December talking, 11th. I love the Army-Navy game. I love the Army Navy. You know, people talk about the Armed Forces game not being like real football and stuff because right. it's always low scoring. I think it's a great game to watch. And Army has a chance this year to win the Commanders and Chiefs trophy. Yeah, no, it's great, which hasn't been – I think it's been a shared trophy for the past – couple years. couple years, yeah. So, yeah, and it's great. You have like the president. I know President Trump was at one of them. I don't know if President Biden's going to be at this one. I imagine he would be. I don't know if he has he some – He should be. Some health issues I've heard. But, um, yeah, no, it's cool to uh, – to see it's it's just a cool it's it, it just feels very american very cool yeah next week's show will be good one thing one topic that you can get excited for cheating in college and high school and how that affects kids when they get their job and stuff mm-hmm. everyone cheats it's it's out there quizlet's <laughs> out there and I, if you think your kid doesn't cheat if you're listening to the show you're lying to yourself yeah yeah, I mean, no, it doesn't mean some cheat more than others, but... but yeah, I'm not saying I, that your kid cheats would, on every I would hinder a, 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 uh, a guess that everyone has cheated on some sort of work in their life. Right. Even no if one. it's... Even you say, oh, it's a dumb art assignment, right. it's still considered cheating, cheating so... Yeah, and when does that catch up to you? And yeah, how, it ruins some people's life when they... These crazy cheating scandals. Yeah. So that's the topic for next week. That's all we got for the show today. Yeah, no, I think that's it. Uh... Happy holidays and Merry Christmas to everybody. We'll have another show. Uh, And uh, I think that's it. Episode four in the books. Episode four in the books. We'll see you next week.